Hi guys and welcome to the Lowland Lead Catch-Up. Today I am joined with Moza again. How are you doing, buddy? I'm very good, how are you? Good. We just want to start today's episode by thanking everyone for their support. Overwhelmingly positive, I've got to say. Um, what about you, Moza? Same sort of reaction? Absolutely. Uh, I'm just happy folk have been listening to it, to be honest with you. Um, but no, it's always one of these things when you start a, a podcast or a a catch-up like this that you're thinking, oh, hopefully there's folk that'll actually appreciate it. So it's really good to see like people have enjoyed it. Yeah, it's just from a personal point of view. A special shout-out to uh, Dean McKenzie over at Kelty Hearts. Um, I've done a couple of reviews on the Kelty Hearts games, and I know he'll probably be listening to this as well, but yeah, I don't I don't know if I would uh, uh, be, be doing this if it wasn't for his initial support. So yeah, really thankful to him and uh, the Kelty guys. Uh, I'm assuming it'll be similar to yourself with uh, BSC, you know. With yeah, yeah. Well, the two is no Michael, obviously BSC and uh, the the Lowland League's uh, social media guy. So he's the reason that all this stuff's coming out. So if anyone's kind of got any thank yous to throw in, you need to th- throw the Michaels with. Yep, definitely. Uh, you guys are outnumbering me. I've noticed a few more BSC <laughs> guys coming in. So <laughs> let's start with the weekend games. So yeah, speaking about Kelty, obviously their game against Selkirk was pers- uh, postponed. It's quite disappointing, obviously, from both clubs' points of view. It looked like it was going to be kind of positive from Selkirk having played the game against uh, Civil Service midweek. Yeah, disappointing really, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a shame. I, mean, I know we touched on it last week, uh, the, the situation at Selkirk, and we, we are hoping that they can pull through and get through their season. Uh, I did see midweek after they played civil service uh, that they had open trials and they apparently were quite successful so they managed to get a few more boys in the books uh, and it looked like there was a couple of loan deals uh, that uh, JD Sharkey was their, their chairman had been quoted talking about but obviously things still aren't rosy there uh, and it's now going to go to a disciplinary panel in the Lowland League so we will let them obviously sort it out and we'll not cast any aspersions at this point but yeah I think everyone's obviously just hoping that uh, things settle down for Selkirk and they get through either way Yeah definitely I mean I was disappointed as a, a fan I would say because obviously I was uh, planning on going to the, the Kelty game and it was disappointing but it leads us on to a, pretty much a, a new segment if you will of the, the podcast, a match day experience I was at the Spartans game, you were at the East Stirlingshire game. That's and, right. Yeah. Uh, so, I think you know where this is going. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, With these segments, we'll just obviously talk about our match day, what the feelings were, obviously being at the ground, and basically the match, I guess. Um, so I started my day, uh, went early uh, to Edinburgh. Obviously, it was quite busy in August with uh, the fringe and whatnot going on. Uh, I was hoping to catch one of the games on TV uh, but I travelled through to the stadium, I was quite, quite happy that I knew where Ainsley Park was and whatnot. and so <laughs> I think you know where this is going man. <laughs> I, um, so I proceeded to try and find you know like a pub basically to uh, sort of 
relax before the game and whatnot. And because I didn't really know that area of Edinburgh, it did not go well. I was uh, walking about for maybe an hour, an hour and a half, um, trying to find a place. And, I, and, <laughs> and that's probably at the point where I messaged you, like, uh, do you remember the name of the pub you went when you went to Spartans? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it wasn't a great day to start off with. I did find uh, a nice wee pub, actually. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't one of them pubs that show football. Uh, I was playing sort of acoustic cover music. So I right, did okay. manage to get a pint before the game, but it was... Uh, right, okay. So it was, with the acoustic sort of cover music playing, it did give me a chance to sort of reflect on my, uh, keeping up my fitness uh, fitness for the last hour and a half on Ferry Road, walking up and down, <laughs> trying to look for some place. <laughs> so going into the game, uh, Ainsley Park, beautiful wee ground. Um, immediately, uh, Spartans were the better team. You could see that the... They were interesting early on. They had, uh, uh, let's say, they just didn't have their shooting boots on for the first twenty minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. Spartans American forward Stephen McDonald. He had a thunderbolt from the twenty yards out. I'm pretty sure that landed in the Morrisons in Ferry Road. So <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was a, it was a, yeah, a clangor. I think. Um, yeah, as I said, Spartans were pushing on. Dalbiti, I was expecting them to sort of be like what they were like against Kelty, kind of trying to frustrate them, trying to sort of pull them at bay. And they, they basically did that up until uh, sort of halftime, uh, just just before halftime. It was two quick goals from Spartans. Uh, Jack Smith, the top scorer last season in the league, got a, basically a scrappy deflected goal. And uh, Jason Stevens um, made it 2-0 before halftime. I was actually disappointed in Jack Smith. I don't think he played that well, and I, even though he got the goal, um, I don't think he had a great game. I think Del Beatty were uh, targeting him a wee bit, like really holding mm-hmm. them tight. And I think that's probably maybe their downfall because they were allowing people like you know Stephen McDonald to get in because they were focusing so much of their attention on uh, Jack Smith, which is understandable. Yeah. I mean, he was the top scorer, I think, twenty-five goals last season, so you know you, you, it is expected. Uh, going into the second half, Stephen McDonald uh, made up for that um, that thunder shot into Morrison's. Uh, he got the third and fourth, uh, decent finishes, uh, so that made it 4-0. Lewis Sloan, there was a bit of a an incident uh, with, with him. Uh, basically, the tackles were flying in at this point, and there was... It was 50-50 whether it was going to be a Spartans or a Dalby free kick. Everyone's attention was basically... I, I, I don't know. I can't remember who the players were. But there was a bit of a, a fracas there. But then, uh, as I say, everyone's attention was on that. Then, basically, while that was happening, uh, Lewis Sloan hit the ground. And I don't think anyone's seen it. I don't think even... Uh, I think the Spartans media uh, tw- Twitter team actually said that they didn't see it either. And... Mm-hmm. We don't know what happened, obviously, but I, I can say that he went off with, um, you know, like a, a, a head injury, I guess. As I say, I, I don't want to make assumptions having not seen the incident, but uh, yeah, ice back around the head's never a, a good sign. So going after that, again, it was really a really um, sort of feisty game, let's say that, after that incident. Uh, kind of a wee bit rough. Uh, Spartans did get a penalty after... Uh, Jack Smith was clattered by Vince Parker. Uh, Jack Smith took the penalty, but Vince uh, Vince Parker actually got the save there. So, uh, Dalby, Dalby, he did have 
a chance towards the end to get a consolation. But yeah, Spartans ran out 4-0 winners. Well deserved. They looked really good. I expect them to be up there, obviously. And yeah, that was pretty much my day out. A bit of a nightmare to begin with, but I enjoyed my day over at Spartans. <laughs> It is a cracking wee facility they've got, isn't it? Just, um, like, I think the, the fact that we're talking about these two uh, places, like, obviously I was at Falkirk Stadium, so it's two of the, the best kind of modern stadia in the league. Uh, but the fact that Spartans actually have their own stadium is a huge feather in their cap, yep. especially at this level. And with all the youth systems and so on all being based there, uh, it's a cracking wee we complex essentially because it's not just the the one pitch they've got a, a few different bits and bobs there as well yeah yeah i agreed i think the pitch looked beautiful actually mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's funny what you said about jack smith there as well because he is a kind of striker who's he's not the strongest he's a he's a wee guy he's kind of he relies on his pace he's nippy yep. so he is the kind of guy that you do see teams try to bully out of games but ultimately like you say if you focus too much you know whoever's playing up with him tends to get a bit of space uh, and that's why he's so key. Like that's why BSC did so well with him last year, because when you've got him with a, a bigger, usually a target man like Martin Green up front, yep. um, one one of the two of them is going to put the ball in it if you don't properly look after them. But yeah, uh, in terms of my game, um, so I went along to Falkirk Stadium where Shire are playing this year uh, uh, to see them against Whitehill Welfare. Uh, and the reason I was going there is, uh, well, basically, it's public transport. I used to get to all these games, and that was the easiest one to get to, given BSC were away down at Gala. So it was it was a decent wee day, actually. I like the fact that uh, the Shire are back where they should be, and in Falkirk and the surroundings. Uh, it's not been the same when they've been at Oak Like it, It's just it's not a great ground to go and watch football, I don't think. Yep. Uh, it, you, you just get, it's not... I don't know, there's just a bit of an atmosphere about it that I don't enjoy. Yep. It's just, it's as fine as a facility, it's just not great. Whereas the Falkirk Stadium's a cracking uh, facility there. They've got the bar open now as well in the stadium, so if you're going, uh, be aware that you can go, I think it's a Westfield bar if I remember rightly it's called, and you can go and get a pint or two for the match, given that it's uh, not really beside any pubs or whatever. Sign me up, uh, sign me up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, no doubt, no doubt we'll get there at some point, mate. But uh, in terms of the game, it's much what you would expect. I mean, East Stirlingshire had too much for Whitehill welfare. And you could tell that they're a wee bit bedraggled just now, having just lost their gaffer straight away. Yeah. They um, they put a decent initial fight up, but as soon as there was a couple of goals in, in the game, that was the end of that for them. Uh, so Shire looked pretty good. I must admit, I wasn't sure... Uh, what to expect, but four 0 tells its own story. Uh, they've still, they've still got some decent talent in there. Uh, the Iron Man in midfield, Del Yur, still just running the show uh, and letting the, the younger boys do most of the running from right enough. But he's a he's a linchpin, and he, he does what he does, and he or- organises them really well. Uh, they've made a couple of interesting signings, but they are still a bit small squad wise. So it's a kind of situation where a couple of injuries could be. Pretty pretty tough for them, yep. um, but I they've they've got a chance, especially Jamie Bartley and goals as well. Who at this level is one of the best keepers. Uh, as like you saw that when they played against BSC, um, that he single handedly won them a point that game. Is it basically? So I'm I'm really happy for Shire that they're back at the stadium. And the other thing they've done is they've got a deal with Falkirk where 
if I remember rightly, Falkirk season ticket holders uh, were able to get in for half price oh, brilliant. to any Shire games. So um, I might have just quoted that slightly wrong. It might have been season tickets for half price, but there's a deal of some sort there for Falkirk fans to go and watch Shire. And that's that's the way forward for a team like them, just to to get, like, especially given they've been homeless for a few years now since First Park went, uh, just to start building up the community again in that area. Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, yeah, just touching on that actually, we you were saying about obviously their goalkeeper. I I actually forgot this, but obviously Vince Parker was making his uh, first appearance this season for Dalby. I'm not actually sure what um, if their first choice keeper is injured or not. I'm not actually sure what went on there, but uh, yeah. So obviously quite tough coming in uh, to a game against probably one of the better teams playing your first sort of appearance of the season. So. Ah, it's, uh, it's Ross Wilson's usually their yeah, starter, isn't Ross it? Wilson, um, yeah. it? It might just have been a work commitment or something like yeah. that. It tends to be the way with uh, a lot of the, the kind of southern teams, uh, the guys won't be available every single week. Yep. So it's um, it's part of the joys of football at this level, you know? <laughs> I was, it was interesting. Obviously, I've, I was kind of complimentary about Dalbiti and, uh, like in the last episode, and, and I do still feel they'll be a good team. I just I think there's the way that they're. The way that they they're sort of playing football, I don't think it's always going to work with some of the bigger teams, and I think we saw that against yeah. Spartans. Uh, I think it will work against you know probably teams around their level, but certainly uh, you know the likes of East Kilbride and Spartans are really too good for them. I think uh, unfortunately for, mm-hmm. for them, you know. But uh, going into the other results, uh, other teams is there? You know, obviously we touched on some teams that we felt that could possibly be up there in terms of uh, the league. Is there any other teams do you think we missed last sort of last episode? Yeah, I think a couple of a couple of results jump out. Um like we had a wee chat before we got started here and you'd mentioned uh, civil service because uh, the strollers came through and beat Cumbernauld Colts, who we talked about at length last week. Uh and the other one, Gretna's had a decent start to the season as well, I think. Um they played out a one one draw with uh, University of Stirling, uh, Chris Geddes' team, and the, the, they're usually a good yardstick, Stirling Uni, in terms of if a team's going to do well or not, because they're so consistent, um, and Chris has done a great job with them ever since Shelley Kerr moved on, but if a team gets a point or a win against them, you know they're, they're a decent team, basically, uh, they're like you've got to be well drilled to get something off of uh, Uni of Stirling, so Gretna was just, an interesting one given they've had a couple of good scores uh, good results and well East Kilbride obviously just march on another five goals um, so they're going to be a tough nut to crack uh, there's only one other game I've missed out there actually so I might as well mention it um, Edgy Sport getting the 2-2 with Edinburgh Uni Edgy Sport's a tough one and so are Edinburgh Uni actually they're quite similar at this point in the season where they might not actually have their full squad yeah yeah so um, it's kind of hard to make a judgment on on the two of them until we get further into the season. I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, we're talking about civil service. They they're kind of surprising for me. I didn't quite expect them to be uh, up there, but they've they've started really well. They, you know, it was a bit of a toss up between if I was going to go to the Spartans game or the civil service game. Uh, but I think uh, Spartans sort of ended up like uh, being the easier option at the time. So. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll definitely look out for uh, civil service. Uh, you know, uh, when we you know throughout the season, I guess, and yeah, looking good. I, I, it's, it's interesting that Gary Jordan's taking over there as well. A guy who knows this league inside out, and a guy that's won the league 
um, taking Edinburgh City up. So he's obviously a great, a great guy to have in charge. And uh, they've made a couple of interesting additions as well. Uh, Ross Guthrie was a really good pickup uh, from Spartans. Uh, and from everything I've read so far, he's been pretty good uh, the, last, the, the first couple of games I've played. Uh, but they've got a, a reasonably settled squad and they've made a couple of really interesting additions. Cammy Muirhead coming in on loan from Cowdenbeath as well yep. up front. Uh, managed to get himself in the score sheet. So they're, uh, they're definitely not one to underestimate. Um, but kind of focusing on Gretna, if, if obviously civil service have been... Uh, a wee bit of a surprise. Gretna, I don't know if I should be surprised or not, but I am. Uh, just because they've, they've had quite a bit of change in the squad. Uh, but they've kept Kevin Connolly fit, which is the main thing. They've kept him playing. He's he's our main man going back to last year. But they've still got guys like Kingsley Granderson and so on as well. And I think they might actually do better than initially what I was expecting them to do this season. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. It'll be interesting to, to see... You know, probably going into like sort of half halfway through the season, where it's all going to shape up. Obviously, we're really early at the moment, but certainly there's a lot of teams that I think you know uh, that we will be keeping an eye on anyway. Mm-hmm. Obviously, East Kilbride, you know, the five-one over Vale of Leaf, and um, we kind of touched on East Kilbride a lot. Obviously, they started the season really well, but for me, the game against the Vale of Leaf, they had uh, a double from uh, you know uh, Ross McNeil, who's was pretty much, in fairness, a, a substitute player, and that kind of that kind of speaks about their their uh, their depth, maybe yeah. you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I think that's maybe where the they might. We were talking about obviously some teams might get injur- injuries and whatnot. East Kilbride, it does. You know, I don't know if it will really unsettle them too much if the if there was to be you know one or two injuries, and I think that's that's a big difference in the league. You know. Yeah, well, Ross McNeil's a starter for most teams in this league. Yep. Um, so the fact that like he's he's been there a wee a wee while now, and he's Mister Consistent. He always comes in and he always gets goals and he always plays well when he's needed. Um, but as you say, he's he's essentially on the bench most of the time at the minute if they've got their their first eleven out there. But just having a guy that you know can come in and do the business no matter yep. what is such a big thing to have when you're chasing the league. Definitely. Yep. Any thoughts on yes, yeah, Gala? Yeah, um, obviously just kind of from what I've picked up and following along uh, with the game, Gala's a, a team that I think probably will end up kicking on and getting some results. I know they've had a tough start, but the squad they've got is too good not to, to go on. And I noticed it was Dale Baxter scored for them, who is just a great wee dynamic midfielder. Um, having him and Sean McCarthy together in centre mid, they're too good not to go and get points on the board and they've had a pretty tough start right enough so it's not it's uh, it's just one of these things but uh, obviously I'm delighted BSC have got a win on the board as yep. well um, and from all accounts it seems like played pretty well uh, you look at the, the goal scorers Martin Green got a win right at the end but Adam Strachan got his account opened uh, and it was uh, Orr got the other one from the penalty spot but yeah it's um it kind of goes back to last season, BSC just pulling the win out in the last 10 minutes, but never giving up and pushing right through. So it's uh, it's promising. And it was a win that was badly needed to get the, the challenge on the goal. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it's shaping up quite well, I think, to begin with. Obviously, there's, you know, we mentioned Gala, there's obviously a few teams that, you know, uh, White, White Hill, we, well, obviously we don't know too much about the situation in Selkirk yet, but 
you, everyone else really is kind of pushing on now. I think uh, there's a lot, a lot more to talk about, mate. A lot more episodes. And I would be remiss me to say not to to mention at this point as well that Gala did go down to eight men, and by the sounds of things, even uh, the BSC guys weren't too sure why. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't exactly level playing field at the very end of the game, but uh, that's something else that went against them, and it's a matter of time before they do pick up. I think. So obviously there's not a lot of fixtures at the weekend, uh, various cup competitions going on. There's a couple of interesting ones, but certainly the game for me is probably Cumbernauld Colts versus uh, East Stirlingshire, who you saw this weekend. Any, any mm-hmm. thoughts on that? Yeah, that'll be a big one, um, because that's, well, East Stirlingshire really need to to keep getting the wins on the board, as do everyone else that wants to get a challenge, because, well, just because he's Cobrider so strong at the moment and yep. um, I wouldn't count out Cumbernauld Colts either they'll still have a, a feeling that they can push on and and get right up towards the top of the table so the the worst thing that could happen in that game is a draw for the two of them the two both of them need yep. a win um, and because that should be pretty entertaining especially given the Colts have like, well, beaten Kelty they've shown that they can hang about with the bigger teams um, I know Kelty haven't just come up might sound a bit strange calling them that but just in terms of the strength of the squad, I think they've earned the right to be called one of the stronger teams. Yeah, definitely. I think it'll be interesting to see how the Colts come back from uh, their, their defeat to Civil Service, certainly. And yeah. yeah, I think I'm in agreement with you. Obviously, East Stirlingshire do need to sort of push on a wee bit. Obviously, they are probably among the sort of other guys to be up there as well. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Probably the game of the week for me. Not that we've got a lot to sort of choose from, mate, but... <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, that pretty much brings the end to the episode, mate. Um, anything you want to say, plug-wise or otherwise? <laughs> well, obviously I'm always up for a plug. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, just uh, I should put out a thank you to everyone that's given me a hand with the uh, the squad information, given that I've been uh, recruited by Football Manager, the, the PC game this year, to do the official squads for the Lone yep. League. Um, because obviously the, the demand's there and it's growing, which is really good to hear. Um, so as of the new game coming out in November, the leagues won't be playable straight away, but I'll activate them, as I always do. The squads will be there, though, and this is a, the kind of final step to see what the interest level is, and hopefully after that they'll start making the steps to get the leagues playable out of the box, which would be brilliant, and not just for the loan, but also the Highland League yeah. as well. Um but yeah, a big thank you to everyone that's given me a hand with the details, including your good yeah, self. Yeah, I was about to say that. I was like, don't forget me, mate. <laughs> no, it was, it was, it was good. I mean, I'm, I'm quite happy to obviously help you with that, and your fantastic work. I know you've been, you know, really, really uh, hard at work with this, and it's, it's great. I think it'll be great if we can eventually get the Lowland in the official game, and well, in the Highlands as well. Yeah. The full pyramid in the game would be absolutely fantastic. Obviously, promoting Scottish football and that is. You know, we we hope to do that with with things that we do such as this. So, yeah, really good, really good work, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously, if um if you do have anything else you want to give us a hand with, eh, I've had a couple of people already contact me about eh, the leagues further down east of Scotland and so on. And even though they're not going to be in it this year, there's no reason why they couldn't be in future. So, um the best place to give me a shout is on Twitter. The messages are open eh, at Moza Plays. Eh, and at this point, I'll let you fire in your Twitter as well. And we'll go from there. Well. At Rampant FM. So that's pretty much wraps up our second episode. It went fucking fast. Obviously, we're we're going to be 
working on different things, hopefully uh, different segments and whatnot. It's you know second episode done and dusted already, pretty magic, obviously. But we are going to be. You know, I think I think we're we'll, we're going to be sort of maybe bringing in different things and that depending on obviously everyone's uh, feedback. But yeah. Yeah, and obviously if people out there have got any ideas of what they want to hear about the league or any ideas for segments, please just fire away, let us know, Um, because it's been really good the feedback we've had from the first one, and the the best way to make it what you want to hear is to let us know what you want. Exactly, I was actually really appreciative, Um, I'm obviously, you know, I'm more of a YouTube guy, there was a a, a Mm. gentleman left a comment about he basically appreciated the editing and that like made my day. I was so happy. I'm obviously so happy that clubs are getting involved. Obviously, I shouted out to Kelly Hearts uh, earlier, but certainly other clubs as well. I, think, I mean, that's great. That that's really what we want, eh? You know, fans and clubs being involved because this is essentially you know to do with the Lowland League, and that's what we want support. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I'd like to thank Michael Park and the Lowland League once again for allowing us this opportunity. Myself and Moza. We've really enjoyed doing these episodes. Obviously, we're only two in. We do have a lot of ideas and whatnot going forward, but it's really based on what you guys want to hear. We obviously give our personal opinions, so if you you know, if you don't agree, then let us know. Uh, let us know about anything you'd like to see, anything a wee bit different. Uh, going forward, we hope this is a mainstay thing. I have been your host, Rampant FM. I will see you soon. <laughs>